final time, Brett Barron's pitching in for Andy Olson. He's on his way back from Maryland. Robin Rosenthal from IlliniBoard.com. Feeling better? I know you're a little bummed you didn't get to make the trip. That's right. But are you going to, like, cancel all the plans <laughs> now going forward? I have heard that from at least 20 people now of, like, hey, if you, mm, you stay away, <laughs> six-game win streak, and we're good. Uh, I don't think I could do it, but, uh, you know. It, it was rough not being there because, you know, you've seen these signs of this team. You've seen this yeah. ability to maybe get there and to not be able to see it all come together yesterday. It was rough. But, uh, hey, I got to watch a game on TV. Let's start big picture here and then work our way in. How much does this change what you think of this team going forward? It was a must win if they were ha having these bowl goals. And for me, I think it's just we've talked so much about this team's capability. We finally saw like a glimpse of what that could be. And voila, they get a win. Yeah, I think when you looked at November, you could see Indiana Northwestern. Okay, there's maybe two wins. Maybe, you know, Minnesota hasn't looked good at all. Maybe you could steal one there. Maybe you could steal one at Iowa. Their offense is terrible. You could maybe see three of four in November. You couldn't really see four of four which means they had to win at least one of these two, right. Wisconsin or Maryland, if they were even going to think about six and six in a bowl. So that keeps that alive. That's the biggest change that is like, okay, now if you beat Wisconsin, that totally changes the math. But even if you don't, you could possibly win three of four in November and, and salvage, uh, salvage a bowl in December. The win and the math were getting – not good there for yes, Illinois. It was going I, I think the wrong it does direction. change that a little bit. The thing that I think most of all, it's just the confidence. You have to have some baseline of something that you can prove that you can do it on the field. For me, that's what stands out is, look, now this team should be able to go on film and say, hey, we didn't beat ourselves with the penalties. We got some fortuitous penalties going the other way, yes. and they played complimentary football. Imagine this. They do that, and they give themselves a chance. Yeah, it had to be, you know, you know, the, t the coaches are preaching all of this the last few weeks. They talked about it. The penalties. You guys don't understand how much these are killing us and all that type of stuff. You know, to, for them to see Maryland keep a drive alive with a face mask of Luke Altmaier, to see them, yeah. you know, a late hit that was three seconds after Altmaier released the ball that some Maryland defender just shoves him down. You have to wonder if even some of the guys, maybe the younger guys on the sideline are like, oh. Wow, when the other team does it, it really does change the game. And it, and it you know, continues a drive where Illinois gets seven. So uh, it was that kind of game. Maryland made the mistakes. Maryland made the really killer penalties. Illinois took advantage and won the game. We'll talk about defense in a moment, but we have to start here with the rushing attack. And Caden Fagan, imagine this. Last year he's playing Arcola at this time. Now he's in a Big Ten game, and I know we've kind of harped on this several times, but it really is remarkable of number one, the impact he can make and the perspective piece for me, Robert, of how far he's come in just a short amount of time. Yeah, it is amazing. I mean, there's so much for a freshman running back to learn. I'm sure that one blitz pickup where he wasn't ready for the guy and the guy, you know, a linebacker sent, sent him flying. <laughs> you know, that's the type of thing as a freshman you used to, you just don't know the speed of the game. That wasn't happened at ALAH high school. You know, this was not, he was not trying to have a, pick up a blitzer like that coming out of nowhere. So it's those type of things. Just so hard for a freshman to learn. So for him to get this far, get, you know, what he had, that reception. So he had to clo close to 100 yards from scrimmage. Um, you know, for him to be able to do that as a freshman, as, hey, kid, it's your game. Uh, go win one like that on the road. Uh, really big, you know, look, that's what a four-star recruit can do for you. Uh, a four-star can be ready early. He's probably physically ready. That's why Notre Dame offered. That's why all these other schools offered him, and uh, he showed it on Saturday. 
So now he has this. Where does Illinois go from this? Because you know what you have in Fagan now. You get Reggie Love back. Maybe you don't. I don't know. But it has to be a good thing for Illinois to know that you have this baseline of Caden Fagan. I was starting to hate myself for I had asked a question in the pregame press conference or preseason press conference. If you remember when uh, he announced that Jordan uh, was out for the year, uh, that Anderson was 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 done for the year. There was I asked the question of like, you know, kind of leaves you with only four scholarship running backs. And he said, well, we knew moved Nick Fidanzo back there. But, you know, he said at the time, look, I've never lost three running backs in one season. It's never going to be a problem. I've had that on my mind the last few weeks of like, look, I was not trying to speak that into existence. Uh, it's very fortunate, I think, that, you know, some of the top players in the last two recruiting classes in Lawfrey and Fagan were running backs and ready to play. If they were turning to two, say, freshman wide receivers right now, I don't know if that would be going as well. Uh, if they were turning to two freshman you know, defensive tackles or something like that, it, it wouldn't be going as well. To have these guys ready, uh, to have someone like Fagan ready to put up yards like that, get big break tackles, get that big duck under the tackle first down on that third down play, that's what's been missing. How many missed third down and ones has Illinois had in the first six games? So to, to pick up those kind of yards, that's that's really impressive for freshmen. And the offensive line seemingly was a little bit better. What did you take away from them? We get Zy Chrysler back. You see some more improvement in that seven games in. Yeah, I think I wouldn't say we've known, but you know, Zy Chrysler missed the spring. Um, when we watched practices, he was out a lot of the practices. It just we hadn't seen him healthy yet. When he played, he didn't look like the same player as last year. The coaches were finally saying, like, yeah, he's kind of been injured all year. Uh, people have been wondering, like, should he sit? Should this be like one of those sit him for three weeks and make him make sure he's completely healthy? Is he trying to play hurt? All that kind of thing. This was a this was a performance where it looked like he was starting to understand. Like it looked like he was healthy and here's what I need to do and you know it, it fit there. You you saw on the 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 big play, which is the touchdown just before the half, it was Chrysler who I'll just say that uh, Fagan surfed into the end zone. Like you have to get a big body driving down to create that just that little wedge where the running back can sneak through. So. That's why they recruited him. That's why they were so excited about him, for him to pick up that yard and a half, get that touchdown. It's 14-14 at half instead of 14-10 or even worse, 14-7. Uh, that was a really important play. So having, you know, th those are the little things, right? Those are yeah. the little things of like, okay, Chrysler's back and he's healthy and he made that play and Fagan got in the end zone and that made the game possible at the end for a field goal to win it. And on the other side, the defensive line, we don't see Keith Randolph Jr. He does not make the trip, but I think it evens out a little bit because Seth Coleman has three sacks. It felt like the outside linebackers are finally starting to make an impact as well. And imagine that, Robert, when your OLBs make some impact. Yes. There you go. You have I mean, some more success. It's been what's been missing. It's probably been the, the sacks from Akis and Coleman has probably been the most surprising stat so far this season. Just they have one between them in the first six games. You know, uh, I, I wrote about it. It looked like both were ready to have a few huge season. I wrote specifically about Seth Coleman in August and, and you know, how this is the, you know, the fourth year and when those, those players like that have that breakout season. Uh, so for him to finally have that breakout game, Yet another thing we've been talking about the last six weeks. When you get sacks, you can kill drives. Illinois needed to kill drives. Uh, they just weren't doing that. They weren't forcing other teams to punt enough. Um, 
and two, uh, all three sacks were huge, but two of the three were, were massive because they, they prevented points, and that's what Illinois needed to do. All right, Robert, since you're the knower of all here, right, Alana, I think, let's wave the magic wand. Is this the fix? Can they replicate this? That is the biggest question going forward. Uh, yes. I, Andy and I have been talking on these the last few weeks uh, of saying, like, what is going wrong is fixable. Sure. You know, if you look at the 2017 season, they're getting outgained by teams by like 250 yards a game. It's what Indiana's doing right now. They're, like, they're getting outgained by hundreds and hundreds of yards. That's not really that fixable. You're not going to be like, oh, well, let's just try this on offense and we'll be good. You've got major problems. Illinois was matching yards evenly with teams and then penalties and turnovers and sacks and failed fourth downs and everything else, losing the games that way. This showed when you don't do those things, this is how you win. And that, if you can keep playing clean football, uh, that's something that can move forward. So, yes, it's a blueprint of what could be the rest of the season. They have been getting yards. Luke Altmaier has been playing probably better than most people realize. It's just all these mistakes. If you clean them up, it's still possible. And I think you're catching Wisconsin at a pretty good time here. They're coming off a loss at to Iowa at home, no less. Got the storylines with Brett Bielema here. I just think it's interesting how the perspective can change from a fan with one game. Everyone's ready to fire Barry Lunny and move on and just pack it in, essentially. And now they're saying, oh, well, there's a path to a bowl. Wisconsin's beatable. Yes, yes. It's so, it's so great. I mean, if we look at fo college football this weekend, you know, look, look at Louisville. They they beat Notre Dame soundly. Yeah. Then Louisville goes and loses to one and four Pitt, and Notre Dame de demolishes USC. You know, this is college football, right? Like you can you you think you know a team, and then the next week you don't know it, and then the next week you know it again, and that type of thing. So th there's that out there. What Wisconsin might come in here and look like world beaters after looking foolish against Iowa. Who knows? But um, yes. You've got at least the core of a competitive team here that can find a way to win three more games and get to a bowl. And I think that hope for Illini fans and Illini Nation certainly is a, a lot you can ride on here. See if they can get some of that momentum back. They did not have the momentum before. Robert Rosenthal from IlliniBoard.com. Appreciate you as always. All right, thanks, Brett.